I have been extraordinarily blessed to work with so many amazing Irish filmmakers. The talent is unbelievable. It's an extraordinarily gifted country, creative country, and I, I wouldn't have missed it for the world. In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. Hi, folks, and welcome to another episode of In the Room with 52 Jokers Wild. This week, our guest is Judith Blackburn, director of the Chicago Irish Film Festival. Hi, Judith. I'm about to get cut off at any point now because Garvin's about to dive in there. I can see he's twitching, he's twitching, he's twitching. I'm in. The, I'm, ready, I'm ready to go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the film festival before Garvin jumps in. <laughs> well, let's see. We're on our 23rd year and we have um, brilliantly, in my opinion, presented some of Ireland's uh, best Irish film in feature documentary and short. I think we counted the other day in ex excess of 1600 films to date. And um, we've covered every topic under the sun. Um, and it's, wow. uh, it's just grand fun Four four days of brilliant film. Is, is it mainly documentary that you're sort of your feet? Oh, no. You know? no, 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 it's always balanced. Um, so usually, I'd say five documentaries, five features, and five shorts programs pretty much rounds us out for the four days, but they're all brilliant. And it, and so it's, uh, <laughs> I'm never willing to pick a favorite, I know. I'm not even gonna talk about film anymore. What we're doing is we're going straight to pay Jude. I, I, and and that, that's, yeah, are you gonna make singing me a sad song and make me feel better? You know, this, yeah. so well, you're over there. Because it's Judy's turn to cry. That's it. So you mentioned in the preamble, which is a bunch of IMs last week, that you come from the Waltons. You're you're a big family and you fight at the dinner table about who's gonna watch what film that on, the, like on Finnegan's to me. So so you know, you're you're surrounded by shorts, longs, you know, features, big ones, small ones. Musicals thrown in, horror, whatever genre is going. What does Jude like, though? I mean, are you a horror genre or you like the drama at home? Is it a bit of the Waltons or is it shoot them up, blow them up? Where's Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, horror. Ah, now we have you. Now we have you. The horror of it all. And yeah. you know, the great thing about horror is, and we're reading a couple of statistics out there, it's the only one that seems to make any sort of money. The ha it has the loyal following. If you have the horror, the right little mix, you have it in your short, you might get a pitch to a feature, you might get some funding, but you get, you, know, you have to frighten the bejesus out of us in three minutes. And that's what I've done. And is, there, is there many horrors entering the fest your festival coming up shortly to a, to a cinema near you? We have two. We right. have Thomas uh, Cosgrove's Hillwalkers, and we have Niall Owen's Gateway. Right, I'm stopping you right there, because yeah. that immediately I heard the word Hillwalkers. I knew it was a horror, yeah. because there's a bunch of cyclists around here that keep on going hillwalking in those lycra underwear on the outside. And it, it, that, that's a horror to anybody working in a coffee shop when they walk in sweaty, looking for a cappuccino. <laughs> so I don't know what they're doing. Like, what? what you know, Amici, hill walkers, you know they're walking through that gateway, going up a hill somewhere into a dark forest with flying monkeys. watching them from behind the bushes. And there's something going to happen next. Cup, yeah. So <laughs> is it a short? Is it a feature? No, they're both features. Oh, good. Oh, wow. They're good both God. features. They yeah. So they've managed to pull one. Were they made in Ireland or were they made elsewhere? No. Oh, no, they're both made in Ireland. 
uh, Hillwalkers is uh, out in the Dublin mountains and it, um, it, it's just brilliant. Five city dwellers out for a charity walk. I told you! Uh, <laughs> you know, typical <laughs> Saturday They were going morning. looking for the cappuccino double chip chocolate muffin yeah. and got lost <laughs> on a bloody farm somewhere yeah. up, the, up the Dublin yeah. mountains. Stumble onto a rural farm yeah. run by psychos. Yeah, that That's sounds like every, uh, Garvin's place. Honestly, all I have to do is a look. <laughs> I just have to look out the window here. Like, I should have just brought the camera down the fucking road and started recording because that's every second neighbor I have is either shooting your dog or, or chasing sheep. I don't know. It's, it's nutty territory. And rural country Ireland is back in the Stone Age at the best of times. And I, except for the, the big sort of massive Ferguson's, apart from, and if you get behind one on a country road, oh, John Deere's. it's a horror. They, they, the best they, they of like time. the John Deere's here, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not the massive Ferguson's, you know. They, they so they, I mean, we're very excited that two horrors got made. Yeah. They are both yeah. features, got funded in Ireland. And yeah. actually, that should be very interesting to see because well, Gateway could have been made in your neighborhood. It was filmed in the Cork suburbs. Right. And it's right. uh, some low life drug dealers needed to repay a quick debt. So they think they'll do a harvest, a quick harvest of weed. And uh, they find an abandoned house. Honestly, no, honestly, that, 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 yeah. from there. It, it, again, we're having this problem that <laughs> yeah. like, I walk down the bottom of the road in my local coffee shop. The same stuff is happening. That's the conversation at the next table well, half the time. Garvin, no. Garvin has a couple of children, but he hasn't seen one of them for about 15 years ago. And this feral being came out from the top and sort of scrapped. And he was really, really scared when he came. And they had to run down three flights of stairs before they could get away. But then they realized it was the daughter. Oh, that's where you went. You went exploring up to the third floor and down into the attic. Where we you haven't actually missing. opened up yet. You can go missing <laughs> in most of rural houses. Actually, all you got to do is go for a walk for a coffee, as we say. And you can then get the makings of a horror and bring it to the Chicago Irish Film Festival. That's it. Yep. All that was was a day out with the kids. <laughs> yes. you know? Well, actually, the, talking about that, I've just uh, found some Super 8 film that had sound on it. So I've been working out how do I capture this? And it was a my kids from 30 years ago. And uh, as I said, I visited my, my eldest son uh, who's living in Alberta and he saw the video and went, oh my God, I can't believe how horrible I was as a kid. He's just like my son. <laughs> all the horror stories that were coming out. Yep. And we saw them. That's all you need to do is to, the family story of the adults trying to cope with, with COVID while dealing with a two-year-old who hasn't quite learned to talk yet. <laughs> now, actually, Judith, we were starting this conversation when we said press record and we were talking about there's a picture behind you for, for anyone that wants to watch in vlogcast space as opposed to podcast space, there's images involved. And there's it's somewhere, as you were saying, I think it's a picture of somewhere in Galway, but you were mm -hmm. saying it's a picture of where you meant to buy or the house next door, but something prevented you was it? It was probably the pre. You got a preview of those two films. I said, <laughs> not that no. village. Some other time. <laughs> you know, somehow I just couldn't talk my husband into uh, to, to crossing the pond. It just—it's like, come on, it'll be fun. It's beautiful. It's a great city. It's loads of culture and things to do. And he's like, no, no. The, you used, the word you used there to, to put the kibosh on was the word culture. Because you know, you're, you're, you're talking to a man, you know. I mean, and men go, no, no, you had to start with the pub. Yeah, yeah, you're on a good thing. You're on a good thing. Many pubs, 14, you say. That's even better. 
culture. No, no, oh, no, no. He keeps, no, he, keeps going to the, he keeps going to the Chicago uh, Film Festival and seeing all yeah. these horror stories set in all these lovely places. Well, that's the great thing. <laughs> you know, you just, I, so the great thing here is you said you couldn't go and move to rural Ireland or a nice city. Actually, I believe if it was Galway, it's yeah. a city. Yeah. So yeah, right Galway right wasn't right across rural. across from the town centre. Yeah. Right, right. so that's city. Yeah. Now, I know city in our language is probably village in yours, but I mean, yeah. we, 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 I'm in a town in the sense yeah. of I came from a village. Now, the village has about 2,000 people in it. That's the max. Now, I moved to a town, so we have a, we have a crossroads and we have a church in the middle. So that actually is up to about 4,000 people and we get to use the word town. I think you, you have a traffic lights. I thought that was on the uh, outskirts of it. Oh, no, this is in the, mid, in the middle of the town. <laughs> you build a whole main road around a church or a bank normally. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing, really. But if you wanted a city, Kilkenny is a city. That's the one 30 miles from me. And again, I, you have to have a cathedral. So if you have a cathedral, two zebra crossings, you can actually be a city in Ireland. So are you, you know, you're in Chicago, you're in the Windy City. Are you in, in, or are you out, out? No, no, I lived in Chicago. Lived, lived in the city, raised my children in the city. Yeah, no, no that, suburbs. No, that, I heard a bit of past, I lived in. So <laughs> yeah. where, where are you now? <laughs> now I'm, uh, I'm in the woods. You're in the woods. Yeah. You're, you're back to that fucking Blair Witch stuff again. No wonder you, you like the horrors. You're going... Yeah. Now I, I went to um, the airport in Chicago a few years ago on, on my way to North Carolina, <laughs> and uh, I, I I always thought, having been in Ireland for a certain period of time, that I could understand the accents. But I got to the counter in in Chicago uh, uh, airport and asked for a coffee, and the girl said something, and I went, "I have the foggiest idea what you said." How how now? How do you help Irish people coming over to understand the Chicago accent, especially the thick Chicago accent? <laughs> Um, speak slowly. I don't know. Speak slowly. <laughs> well, I, 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 I was trying well, to that's communicate. That's me. To that's it. <laughs> I, I, it's, yeah. George has to lower the volume. A lot of gesturing. Yeah. A lot of gesturing. Oh, yeah. oh. I'm like, I've actually got my hands underneath here because normally yeah. I'm doing an awful lot of this, point that stuff, yeah. shout yeah. at people. Point. I'm doing, yeah. I'm actually usually bringing an aircraft carrier, you know, uh, uh, like into the room. But, but no, the one thing we love is we reached out um, I don't even know how I don't even know how we got to talk to you, dude. I don't even know where it came from. <laughs> you know, it, it could have been Facebook, LinkedIn. Like, I, I mean, are, are you out there blogging on TikTok? I mean, how how did you how did you come across us, or why did you put yourself forward to this madness? <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I think technically it, it was rather mutual, but uh, LinkedIn yeah. actually uh, we. Uh, we reach a lot of people, especially professionals in the Irish film industry on LinkedIn. I don't know how you met us there because we're the unprofessionals on the LinkedIn. <laughs> we're just out there, you know, courting them in plain sight without them realizing they think we're professionals. You know, that, that, well, that's I, what I, wins I've them been in the industry. Time. I'm going to have to button because I've been in the industry for, for at least 40 years and I've been working very quietly, usually in post-production and, and in other areas which is why my voice is not often heard. And, <laughs> and I put all these things together. So, so it's a little bit different. So I see myself as being professional. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I see, I, I've taken off the coat now and going, professionalism got me this far, which is absolutely nowhere. So I think if you have to take it from the kids now and go put that aside and just get out there, make friends, influence some people, upset people. Actually, I think you need to upset a bunch of people as opposed to 
make yes. friends because <laughs> making friends is not actually getting anywhere. You got to break through. Because I think, like you, you said, you've got a bunch of people in the queue now to get seen in the Chicago Irish Film Festival. But the amount of clutter out there, and of, in the sense of they can't get to be seen, they can't get to be heard. They're, they want this opportunity to be in the festival. The festivals have nearly disappeared of sorts, online or hybrid. But that there was a certain, uh, George told me all about festivals that it'd be great when we can get to walk that red carpet again, bump shoulders with the high poli, you know, with the finger food and the nibbles and to critique and have fun with whatever the hell's going on in the background and at the screen. But are you missing that or is that there? Are you about to be on live hybrid or fully remote virtual? Are you going to be in the metaverse? Where the hell are you this year? Hybrid. Hybrid, hybrid. Oh, okay. So that's half electric and uh, <laughs> a plug-in. <Sorry>. Yep. <laughs> no, we're very, we're very excited to be back in person. Um, yeah. We are huge, huge advocates of in-person screening yeah. and, and the environment, the aura it creates. Um, I mean, I have watched hundreds, hundreds of films the last two years, you know, at home and, and virtually. And I'm totally blessed that I was able to hook up to festivals in Europe and to Ireland. And, and I'm thankful for that. But, oh, they're not so nothing, thankful. They're nothing going, compares to in-person. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. The uh, atmosphere, the, the people chatting yeah. afterwards, bouncing ideas. It, it you know. George, I've got a little link in here, whatever it's called. Oh, it's just like, because you've reminded me of Bono. And Bono's go, oh, no, it's not, is it Bono? It might be Sinead O'Connor. And it's nothing compares to you. And what, what it is, is it's, you got it. Yeah, Sinead O'Connor. I think Prince did it as well. But it's nothing compares to being there in person to be with you in front of you or whoever the you happens to be, people. And, and it's like, I, I hate uh, the virtual because you don't get that chance to I think there's people have a chemistry they have an aura and it's that that's not getting the chance to, to plug into the next aura if that makes sense you know sense. what the daft thing is Judith Gavin and I have only met in person three times for the last two years we've been doing everything virtually <laughs> and we've been setting a setting a, a pathway on fire kind of thing but we've only met three times we've only been in person three times because of covid uh, but we've made the best out of what we can do with with what we have available to us and i think so that's you're what, not um, virtual you're yeah. real but i mean real. real people real movies real yeah. real views but the thing is the virtual is the word itself is nearly you're virtually doing it you're vir it's not actually doing it so i want to you know get you over to ireland yeah, you know, we you need to bring Chicago to Dublin. That's it. Or no, even Kilkenny, <laughs> even actually Thomas Town. Thomas Town. Thomas but <laughs> you were nearly going to Galway. We need to get that partnership of our more real, more material. That's what it needs to be. You gotta you you gotta bring it off the screen and into real life. You know, so we, we need you back here. That's what we need. You have to move over. <laughs> I'm looking forward to coming back. I've got loads of miles saved up to come. So I'm like, I tell the husband or you know that it's pubs. There's loads of pubs. The Guinness is real. You get to drink it. There's a bit of doodly diddly eye going on in, in, in the background with Michael Flatley and his mates. And and that's the You know crack. he's you from want, Chicago. You know, no, yes. no, he he's Irish. You know it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know it, but he like he's actually from, I believe his mother is from Innistig, which is about 10 miles from here. 
and, you know, or on the way to Innistee, there was a little house and like he was he was here with a big limo, I done about 10, at the height of his fame. And we're going, what the hell is he doing with his leather trousers 10 miles from Innistee? You know, and it turns out, I believe his mother's house is there. So, so we have a connection. Michael O'Flaherty is a common film. denominator. Oh, did he, he oh, have right. a film? Oh, the boxing film, wasn't it? Was he boxing no, or something? It, no. uh, it was um, an interesting film about a uh, short film. Uh, I think it was Tears of the Clown. Tears of a Clown. And uh, he plays the clown and he's been rejected. He falls in love with a Irish uh, dancer, premier Irish dancer. Oh, and uh, Now, where did he get that one from, I wonder? The theater, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then he protects Was it any good? Night. Was yeah. it any it good? Was. It was. Right, right. How many stars would you give it? Three. Three out yeah, of you're four. Took, you took, you took three too long four. there, though. Yeah. No. Yeah. no, no, you're thinking. <laughs> he might be looking. He might listen in. I better give him three out yeah, of four. Yeah. No, that was a one out of four in my books. You have to think about it. So there was no... T- it, it's in your mind because it was him. But had it not been him, would you have remembered it? Oh, sure. I can remember almost all of them. Oh, that's yeah. all the horrors again. They're so ingrained That's on it. your brain. You're, you're, you wake oh, no. up screaming in the middle of the night. <laughs> it would be What's easier it? to remember an Irish comedy because there's so few. So. No, oh, most right, of them okay. actually were meant. No, this is the weird thing. They all were trying to be a horror, hardcore oh. drama. But when you look to them, you saw a comedy. Comedy. You know, the problem. <laughs> what do you see is the difference between the way that you're seeing independent filmmakers making film? Uh, in Chicago compared to what you're seeing from the Irish cohort over here? Um, You know, in the genre films, I think uh, they're pretty much consistent. Um, I think what I've admired about the Irish that I see from very, very few other countries, including here in Chicago or the U.S., are the um, very fresh uh, social issue films. Um, I, I, I mean, I think that you have a, a vote or a voice rises up on an issue. And I don't think 12 months go by, six months go by when there's not a film out about it. Um, I, I really, I, it's something I admire about the country. Now, Judith, yeah. this is interesting because I, I'm thinking what's happened is it's, it's industry led. So what starts to happen, the little bit of funding and the ones that get the funding, maybe from the screen or and otherwise, the funding only comes under the diversity, gender imbalance, addressing the mental health issue of X, Y, and Z. So therefore, it's usually on topic. And so, which is nothing wrong with that, but that's exactly, they're, they're, they're reflecting the vice of where the, the budget comes from and the assistance from the film board or, or the, the screen irons of the world, which again, it's usually get more women in the film, get more, you know, address these issues, which again, it, need, it, it needs to be done, but it can also have an imbalance, you know, in terms of you, you, what would you have done had you not been given that parameter, if that makes sense. But that's an interesting side to it because you do have public funding with, public support, where in this country, there's no public funding. And so support is much more difficult. And maybe issues that should be addressed aren't because they can't get funding, they can't get promoted, they can't get support. So we're we're more like, issues like that are more likely to be buried here or not see the light of day compared to in Ireland. So sometimes you think, well, maybe, you know, 
there's way, you know, one too many, but they're still, you know, it's right on point, as you say, right, yeah. you know, topically on point current, where ours tend to, you know, no, it's you can go and see out. a documentary in our country yeah. about a crummy school in the 70s. Okay, yeah. it's 2022. I think that's a little late. We need to move yeah. forward here. Yeah. Absolutely. So now again, is there something that's not been, like I said, is there something you'd like to see more addressed in the Chicago Film Irish Film Festival? Or is there, you know, are you seeing an absence of something now because maybe there's less indie finance in the market? Is there as many people applying or is there a shortage, never mind COVID in the middle of it all? Is it, is Are the people finding it difficult to get a qualified something out there because of the way the whole industry is moving to YouTube and and other realms of sorts, or do you find is that do you see that affecting it? Is it more popular than ever? I'd go with it's more popular than ever. Um, the issue for festivals is um, the the huge amount of online platforms now that are just sucking up content. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I'm I'm certainly not blaming Netflix, but I mean. If you don't know that a film exists on Netflix, you might never find it. It will never come up as you search. You know, you yeah. you need to do a title search or and then for a lot of festivals, I'm sure. Um, I mean, unless obviously you're part of the Big Ten, you know, your Tribeca, your South by Southwest, your Toronto, your Sundance. Your Chicago Ooh. Irish Film Festival, number seven. Yeah, we got That's you there right. now. We have right. your back. <laughs> yeah, you you know, they're looking for it's a much different atmosphere that they're looking for U.S. distribution or Canadian distribution, because a lot of indie theaters uh, and the marquee theaters, you know, deal with Canadian and U.S. distributors. So they're holding their film and holding their film. And I mean, and one of the things that's broken my heart over the years is they waited and waited and waited and then it just disappeared, you know, and then they'll come back to us three, four five years later and I'll go well, there's a whole new crop of films, so there's not, you know. This is a this yeah. is an interesting thing now, whereby we're talking to an awful lot of indie uh, breakout people, let's say in Ireland, which is, should be an example of England and everywhere else to boot. Right. And they're finding it more difficult to raise finance because we say the 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 more investors are more risk averse. They want to see outs. They're not seeing pre-sales. They're not seeing distribution. They don't know where they're going to make their money back. We said this in a bunch of shows. But that all aside, we have this appetite for creativity. We've got great talent that needs, wants to package itself. And it's and then even when it achieves that, it doesn't have an out. It the festivals aren't there. There's a queue as long as your arm. And for to get seen, the problem is back to the, 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 the investor again. They don't understand how they're going to get to the end audience of a meaningful payback that, to, to, that will actually warrant them financing at front end. So the shorts are, are in my, I, I used to be an accountant. I go, and I see it as it's your pitch. That's your pitch to get breakout feature. That's your pitch to get funding for the bigger something to show your talent and get the funding. So you, sh you show you can do something. But now you're going, that's a very expensive piece of something which you're investing in yourself, time and energy and effort, more, more likely your own money. It doesn't have a sellable something if it, do, if it doesn't get the right audience. The audience you're looking for is actually a sales and distributor as opposed to an end audience that's not paying anyway. So are, are, do you think that the festival still has the same punch for for the for the to get that funding to the next level. Given that most of the streamers 
are now blocking the end market potentially and there's so much they're they're taking away the the end upside for for a sale for investors you know or does that make a sense even as a question you know i i understand what you're saying i wouldn't have any idea of what the financial backside is when they get picked up by a streamer um but i know they have um I know the one film I looked at last year, The Boys from County Hell, a horror film, was picked up from by Ireland, the Canadian. No. <laughs> yep, yeah, from Ireland. Uh, um, picked up by the Canadian distributor Shutter, so which specializes in horror. Now you know, and and the funny thing is, and I think a lot of people don't realize this. So I, in every country, every you know, deal separately. Shutter is only available Canada and U.S. So what the film did, mm-hmm. you know, in Northern Europe, Central Europe, where 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 else, where else they might have marketed it, I don't know. You know, did they get a distributor or did they just look for local distributors? No, I, I, I think what you just said and the way I'm hearing it is, is the festival is still a fabulous marketing tool. It's yes. it's it has focus, and those that are shopping. Will sh- like distributors or those type of people will be looking to see that they don't miss an opportunity. So, right. and, and I said, and if you if we can get to that top of the pyramid and get visibility in the festival, it it it's still the same. If you get those top ten or top twenty, it's to right. get mentioned, to get an award, right. get your sticker is is nearly probably more important than ever to get seen above the crowd. If that right, makes sense. absolutely. I mean, especially with your big, you know, with your big festivals. You get a marquee and you get a film review and, you know, that's certainly going to help you down the road. Do you so get many brown envelopes now shoved in, shoved in like, <laughs> like, in, like into the back handbag, you know, to try and get it popped up a bit higher there now? <laughs> Would you have any experience of that in those festivals places? Fortunately, no, no. no. So you're having, you're having them in the wrong place. You had them over here. Now there'll be plenty of brown envelopes. You'll be getting your drink spot all night. You know, like you'll be, yeah, we, we have to, that's the, that's viral guerrilla, guerrilla marketing. You have to go, you have to bring the directors out. Be, and actually that's something someone mentioned in one of the last shows. Now we're, Ireland has sent our screen Ireland have sent their, their person to LA and they've opened up a new LA office. Ooh. I think it's Stephen Davenport, but they didn't give them the, the budget LA budget. Yeah. So he's going, I can only bring it to the, to, the, to the chipper down the bottom of the road and a couple of pints and maybe one coffee and a muffin each. But, you know, if you're not empowered with the, with the big Hollywood budget bang for a buck, then are you, you're going to walk the walk and talk the talk and look the talk. Otherwise, you're, you're, you're broke. Well, the other thing is that a lot of um, filmmakers here are trying to build up an audience through some kind of social media uh, system themselves. So they're actually doing a lot of marketing on either Twitter or TikTok if they want to go in that direction and YouTube um, so that they so that they can show that at least somebody's watching their materials and trying to you know move them forward. And I remember I got a short film into the Cork Film Festival, short film festival in, in 2001, I think it was, or 2002, 2001. And, and there's only two of us were able to get down there. Uh, and some of the other films in there had about 10 or 15 or 20. So they were able to win any audience view <laughs> to which was the, the best kind of film. So I went, right, okay, we need to think of a different strategy. But we weren't thinking like social media kids do today about how do you build your audience so that there is the potential to get someone out there. I mean, we're seeing people that uh, have, have created 
carve themselves careers on YouTube, suddenly getting into things like Strictly Come Dancing over here. And now that's leading them on to become presenters. And then they can get gigs where they can get some finance to make their own films if they want to there afterwards. So, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's changing the dynamics, which some of the older folks like me maybe and Garvin perhaps are finding that it's a little bit of a struggle to try and move into that when we've had to spend so much time even just trying to develop our craft as filmmakers that becomes a a difficult part in in the in the kind of process of what we're doing and and yet the youngsters seem to be able to you know move and get an audience and and drive people towards seeing their films better than we ever could do before does does that help when they're trying to pitch their film into into the film festivals you know, we don't, all of our films come through for the most part, Film Freeway, the submission platform. And we try not to look at any pre-screening or uh, uh, critic reviews. We take the films at face value. The program committee doesn't like to read about them in advance, you know, or notice that they've been in, you know, a dozen other festivals. Right, they okay. just let them screen raw which we feel is the fairest way to do it. And so ultimately, it's interesting. What are you we, looking for? What, what, we've that, turned what? down films that have been in a lot of festivals, and yeah. we've taken films that this will be their first. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, lots of times we're just looking for engaging stories, something different, a new way of telling something. Our festival tagline is, you know, films from the land of storytelling. And we really kind of take that to heart how did how did they right. get that across so, is it a new yeah. way the you know, film something from different the local something pubs. catchy yep. <laughs> i mean we well, also look like at how it's well. going to play in chicago <laughs> i you know yeah. i can't i can't say we don't do that i mean how's it going to play in the midwest how's it going to play what is it if it plays in peoria it'll play anywhere it uh you know how does it how how's it going to come across will our audience connect are you are you restrictive on formats? Um, like, is, is it everything 4K or 5K or whatever, 6K, HK? Or do, are people still presenting stuff on HD? How, how do the independents try to get their films promoted if, they, if they're restricted by the resources they have? No, well, most of it comes through files now. Uh, our big DCP files or 4K files go straight to the presenting theater, to their servers. And then our smaller films get put together by our tech guy. They drop them all into Dropbox and yep. uh, they, uh, they render the programs together. Uh, I am definitely not going down the techie road. <laughs> so, no, no, don't worry. Don't worry. Oh, press, no, that's, I'm pre that's it. It's yeah, press yeah, play. No. If it doesn't work, it's called call yeah, IT. Absolutely. Go turn it on and off again. That's, that's one of right. the best tech fixes ever out there. That's if it doesn't right. work, which, again, in trouble. which is which is where it comes back to. The, it needs to be a really good story, uh, and you need to understand storytelling processes to actually get those ideas across and capture the audience through that storytelling process as you go along. And I think that's that's the ideal thing. It's just making sure that people understand how to tell a good story in a filmic sort of manner which is, is 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 one of the biggest problems especially when we've been dealing with i i've taught a lot of students and trying to get them to understand you know simple storytelling not worrying about the tech but just deliver a good story has always been a problem you know i, I are you finding that is still something that is dismissing some of the entries that come into the festival yeah it's it's funny i 
we always get enough films that doesn't, I'm not really saying that correctly, but because yeah. we have hundreds and hundreds of submissions and maybe we take 20, 25%, you know, we, we fill, we fill our programs, yeah. but I mean, and absolutely we every year don't take films. We wish we could. So absolutely. that okay. we, it's, I mean, honestly, we have written apology letters to people saying how sorry we are. And if we had, more screen space, more. Yeah. Um, this year we actually took more because we're hybrid. So we were able to have, and we asked filmmakers, yeah. we don't have a physical screen for you, but would you consider being in the hybrid virtual side of the festival? And, okay. you know, they had that option to agree or say no. Um, but I, I'm, you know, again, you say that about stories, we have, um, you know, amazing stories that just blow us away. We have a, a wonderful story about the, uh, uh, oh, I'm going to say it wrong, Quay Co-op in Cork. Is it Key? Okay. Key Co-op? Oh, a Q-U-A-Y, is it? Co-op. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Key Co-op, yeah. 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 <laughs> we are, see, we say, we say it wrong. <laughs> and uh, uh, by Emma Ball and uh, a Fascinating story from, um, what was it, uh, Sean Duggan? I'm going to get this wrong, but uh, yeah, Sean oh, Duggan, Keep It a Secret about the surfing. Okay. The 19th, you know, it's brilliant storytelling. And uh, a film we just loved um, is it An Irish Goodbye with young James Martin, I believe, who was in Ups and Downs, about two brothers who have not spent a lot of time with each other recently and they come together to bury their mom and sell the farm. And the younger brother agrees. The mom's not too one. happy. She's still alive. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> That's a real horror. <laughs> they have to fill a bucket list. And I mean, it's just heart, heartwarming and funny and as Irish as Irish could be. Uh, and yet it's universal. So, yeah. I, you know, every year we are never disappointed. No, well, wait till we put in our entry. You'll be very disappointed. <laughs> we're, we're 100% guarantee on that one now. <laughs> no, no, no. Here we go. They're taking the holy. They won't even go yeah. any further now yeah. with, with that effort. But I mean, no, actually, I don't. I'm curious about statistics and numbers of sorts. And and now again, given you mentioned a little bit earlier in the show that there's we, we're touching on gender imbalance, diversity, mental health issues. An awful lot of what's coming out of Ireland is is on is 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 up to date. But yeah. and not, now at the same time, if you were to do a, like a finger in the air guess of how many film Irish is, is female Irish producer director mix of what you've got in front of you, like in terms of you know, women led. Is is there is the imbalance being addressed? Is there a bit more freshness coming from the female side of things, or you think it's still dominant male? You know, I think it's been like last year. Actually, it's interesting that you say that. Last year we had uh, extraordinary uh, presence of women directors and did almost special programs designed around that um, or highlighting it. But this year, I think we've kind of drop back to 50, 50, uh, maybe 40, 60, 60% men, 40% women. Um, and again, it's, it's an interesting thing. We don't, we never try to target a film with that in mind. Because of it. Yeah. Because yeah. Actually, of it. That's, that, that, that's perfect. Because I we, think, I think what's interesting, sorry, it's, it's, 
we, myself and George, had many a conversation before going, it's becoming an issue trying, if you, the story is a story, it, that the story is the talent, it's, the story is a thing, it shouldn't matter who wrote it, produced or directed it. You know, it's, 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 was it good? Was it any good? Do you want to see it? I would imagine the underlying issue would be way back on the production end. You know, when we get them, you know, we're getting a finished, polished product for presentation. But I, I think perhaps if you go back to the beginning, was there funding access? Was there a technical support? Was there, you know, creative support? Were people accessible? You know, that I, I mean, I think that we see that in every country. We certainly is an ever never ending issue in the United States. I think there was just another article that less than 3% of Fortune 500 companies or, you know, 3% of board members are women. Over half the population right. is women. So how, yeah. where, where, how can't they find any, you know? No, I, I always, I always said to George and it's like, and George would probably agree with this. The women are the puppet masters. We might be out there working, but we know yes. who's the bosses are and who's controlling everything. Who We go home and go, and I had this problem at work now. And what do you think? And they give us the final decision. So indirectly, Anywhere you see a male board member, anything is actually they're just the puppets. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a matriarch here. That's the thing. It's it definitely is, and and I found that from my my granny or my nan, who it turned out had Irish roots, and it my my brother did a DNA test thing, and it turns out that most of our family, even though I've got an English accent, come from Cork and West uh, West Cork and all those kind of places down there. So again, it's just that we're so used to having a female dominant character that we find it very odd that. Uh, that they're complaining that there isn't. No, that think, George, you just touched on it. Yeah. The Irish, you just, that's the word. Yeah. It's very, very famous. The Irish mammy. Um, yeah, the absolutely. Irish mammy rules all. That's it. That's that's how this country, might, like we should have a president called the Irish mammy. You know well, in, I mean? in our household, in our household, me and the two lads are roughly about six foot tall. And my wife is five foot. And it took three of us in the house to be able to, to match my wife. Now the now the boys are gone. It's it. I have it's. That's you it. Have no hope, hope, George. You have no hope. Bob Hope and no, no hope. Bob yeah, Hope, no it. hope. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, we we were off in Edmonton and uh, we were trying to get back, and we were in we were in uh, Edmonton tr to try and fly back to Toronto, and we suddenly got there and told we're told our flight had been cancelled, and we went, what? what? What are you talking about? And I went, Let, let's just see how easy we can get. We'll just take it. They said, oh, we've put you on to a flight six hours later and the flight that you were going to get from Toronto, uh, we've cancelled that one and we're going to put... My wife suddenly sat there and said, that's not happening. We are going on the flight that we originally had in Toronto to Dublin because that's what's going to happen. Well, I don't know how we can sort this other... Well, you've got to sort it out. You've only got eight minutes until your flight leaves. There's a one at seven o'clock as opposed to eight o'clock. Well, then get us on that flight. <laughs> she just... And she made it happen. She just not being nasty, not being anything else, but she scared the living daylights out of the girl there for some reason. Uh, she, she was going to have her way. She was going to get home and she was going to get on those flights that we'd planned to be on. And we were going to land in Dublin at the time we expect to be so that we could be picked up. You know, and I went, wow, that's amazing. You know, well, just that's another saying, George. Yeah. That's, the, that's the following on from don't take no as an answer. You know, you're meant that's to get it. used to about 95 no's. It's not meant, it's not no, no, never. It's just no, Absolutely. not now. 
you know, and keep on doing and keep on trying. So um, actually, I've got something here which we used to do before, like when, when our earlier shows, I looked at the date calendar as a little, could be a motivational saying, could be something else. But I'm actually, it just happened that this one's caught my eye. And January 25th, and it says, destiny is not a matter of chance, it's a matter of choice. So yeah. are you where you're meant to be, dude? It. <laughs> Have you arrived? Are you starting? Is it over? Are you somewhere in between? What's next? <laughs> oh, um, actually, that's funny you say that. Um, so this is my last year as the director of the festival. You're wasting after- our time. We're trying to build a relationship here. <laughs> so for next year, we'll have, a, have an in and you're leaving. No, you can't oh, do but that. She's Sorry, coming that. to Ireland. She's coming to yeah. Ireland and she's going to be yeah. down in Thomastown working yeah. with us. There That's you right. go. That's what it's That's really right. all about. Got to be positive. Got to be positive. It's been 23 years. Um, I hope to stay on to help with uh, programming, uh, you know, but uh, it... Uh, the world has changed. The audience has changed. The, the delivery has changed. And that's fine. And there are some things I'd like to do. Um, sounds a tad bizarre. I had a very uh, life-changing accident in 2021. And uh, as, they, as everyone who has ever had a life-changing accident will tell you, it changes your perspective. Yeah. You take every day as a blessing. Uh, and I have things that I want to do that, uh, it's time for me to move forward in certain areas. And the festival is one of them. I have an extraordinary board and advisory committee and a a lot of wonderful, wonderful people in Chicago. So I'm not worried about the festival itself, but you know, I, it will be successful without me at its helm, but I'll be in the sides, behind the curtains, you know. Puppet mastering, the Wizard of yeah, Oz, we know. Behind yeah. the curtain. Shouting away behind the curtain. That's it. Well, the, the well, the still pulling is, all those yeah. dials. Yeah. Well, well Garvin and I are basically in the same situation. Not that we've had some sort of life-shattering event happen, but we've suddenly got to a point where we realized that the, the way that we were moving forward was either going to give us a heart attack or high blood pressures <laughs> and put us in a grave somewhere or like that we had to stop and say, we need to rebalance this because that's yeah. not what life's actually all about. And we need to find a way of, of doing the thing that we would actually love to do. Uh, and, and Garvin suddenly got introduced to the film industry and suddenly went, do you know what? I'd love to be involved in the film industry. And I've, I've spent a lifetime in the film industry or in the TV industry or whatever. And I was kind of going, there's certain things I'd like to do and, and I'm going to stop doing the other things that distract. And that's the key is, is just, and I've, I mean, I mean, for me, I started to learn to play music a bit more. I, I, I learned to play the violin in the last six, seven years. And, and I have a captive audience in our local church who, who's put up with me. The cats have started to come back. So my, my, they're saying I've got better. So it kind of it's not too bad. But I'm pursuing things that I wanted to do when I was younger. But life got in the way and drove, drove you know, because you're trying to pay your bills and you kind of go, you have to let those things go. And you suddenly realize, actually, those are the those are the important things now to bring back. You know, if it's art or if it's, you know, getting to meet people and getting to see people and be part of a community. That's something that I think is, is a special part of what we're doing. And it's motivating us in, in the way that we want to bring filmmakers together as part of the academy that we're developing down in Thomastown. So I think that's a key. So are you going to share us a little bit of, of what it is that you're where your journey is? I next? think it's a big bucket. Yeah. It's a very big bucket. It might be a hole in the bucket, 
but <laughs> there's a there's something on top of the bucket list. There, yeah. Will you share that with us? Oh well, no. It's truly just my my children are scattered across the country. We'd like to travel more. We, my husband and I, were workaholics when we were young, and every day was filled and planned and organized. And now we, you know, we just like to have life at a different pace. Not have yes. deadlines. Not have to be somewhere at a particular time. There's where I'm hoping I'll be able to travel. So. It's uh, fingers crossed. I, I'm I, I can travel to the United States in a car. Yeah. Not sure yet whether I can fly. So uh, right, I okay. guess I could take a boat. <laughs> yeah, no, no. absolutely. That's a slow. That's a slow boat to China or something. You don't yeah. want one of them. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking of uh, it, it's uh, there's a this famous American photographer who who most of her life was traveling around America. Uh, oh, her name's almost there, but it's it's gone from my head. Um, Annie, 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 anybody remember? But most of her journey, because her dad used to travel as a soldier from one place to another, her photography started. That's it. That's it. Her her <laughs> photography. It's just there it was, was no there. way I was going it, to guess that. No, no, no. absolutely. It was, all, it was in my subconscious. It was trying to. I was trying to pull it out and get it into the conscious part of my mind, but it just wouldn't come. Yeah, and Annie Lubrovich, her her. Most of her travel was that she was taking because she suddenly saw the windscreen or uh, as as a frame. She began to see her life was framed that way, and it and she loved to take photographs that way. Is there, is there some kind of art form that that you're inspired to 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 participate in as you go along in this journey to maybe have you got an NFT in the making? Is what I want to yeah. know there now. Is there... I, don't know, I don't know about that. No, I wouldn't go the NFT no. way. <laughs> well, actually, I, I've done photography my whole life. I uh, minored in photography back in school. Huge fan of you know Ansel Adams and nature photography yes. and. Dwayne yes. Michaels and series work. Um, but I'd also like, no laughing here. No, no. Um, I'd like, I'd like, I bits and pieces to write uh, a mystery. Yes. <laughs> now, there there you now, go. Now, now, hold on yeah. a second. Is it, now, is that a novel or is it a screenplay? No, novel. Novel. Oh, yes. good, good, because that yeah. bloody film industry is a nightmare to get into yeah. back in festivals. <laughs> Chicago Irish Film Festival is one of the worst ones to get into. And as, as opposed to the director of it, you can't even get her to return your calls. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting because I, uh, about um, 10 years ago or so, I decided to sit down and write because I was getting fed up what was going on. And I wrote a horror story called The Fall and I wrote a sci-fi one called Hidden. And uh, I, you know, I, I got through and published them myself, you know, went through the whole process. I suddenly realized that when we were trying to get it out to publishers, this book, I was looking at the companies that are available and I went, we've got those skills locally. We can do that. Why not just see if we can get it out there because we'll have the same problems as we have with films. And I, I think in the end, I've still sold as many uh, of my books as I would have done if I got it through a different publishing house. So George, again, I think I bought all four of them. So no, I mean, no, no. <laughs> I've sold, I've sold a few hundred of them. I definitely know there's a few hundred that have actually gone out. Are there. you going to use the tech to Are they going to yeah. write it as a blog on some sort of app that's going to sort of publish it as it goes? Or are you going to do it with a quill and ink in the background somewhere? Yeah, I think I'm going with quill and ink. Ah, oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Stephen. Yes. It's not Stephen King done a little bit of, you know, someone does it with a pencil and... and Oh yeah, he does. He does. His his whole family, I think I read, yeah. sits and writes because his son-in-law and his daughter also write, and his wife. Yeah, yeah I yeah. I believe. 
Yeah. They can't stand talking to each other. That's the whole point there now. No one <laughs> likes, they've nothing to say to each other in that household. They all go off and write in little notes. I think they think they're off in little Pride and Prejudice time. And there's no tech at all. They've, they've, got, they've gone backwards. You, <laughs> you know, should, I think should. I like the blog idea. Because, yes. you know, then it would be like, you know, self-publishing with as little you go. segments. And you just, then you get to the next one, you catch them up, and then you, you know. Well, I, I uh, uh, when we went into the lockdown, I started reading, uh, I think it's Judith Cameron's The Artist's Way. And I got into writing every day uh, three pages of, of a book um, mm-hmm. just just to, just to get into the practice of writing. I'm actually in week 90 now. I'm still doing it. Uh, and it's, it's actually, for you. You, know, you get up in the morning and you kind of go, right, I've got to do a couple of things. And I'm going to write then. I'm going to set this 45 minutes to actually write at least three pages, if not more. And you suddenly realize you're, you're, you're opening up your creative energies and, and you're really getting into a certain way of, of doing things. And I highly recommend it. If, if you are trying to start getting writing and you're worried about how to get how, how to start to do your mystery or anything like that, just writing those three pages every day, wherever you find yourself, just find yourself a little bit of space to, to write just three pages. You'll suddenly find that it starts to get you working through the process and then you'll you'll be able to put together your own stories because it's like doing a piece of exercise. It's just an exercise. Now, my sister started doing it and she didn't know what to write down. She said, I'm writing three pages. I'm writing three. And it just got her going. And she started to do her thing. And she ended up starting to paint because that particular process gets you either doing your photography, your painting, uh, your acting or or performing. And for me, it, it, it helped me with music as well, because music becomes something really interesting to explore but just carrying on the writing, making it a discipline. And one of the things I do, I have been doing is, is I only write on a Monday to Friday. I don't do the weekends because I find that if you stop at the weekends, you get revitalized to start it again on a Monday. So it's a Monday to Friday activity. And I'm, I'm flicking through some, and I handwrite. So, it's, so I have these journals that I fill it in. Uh, and I use, I think they call it the B5 size. It's, it's a slightly bigger size book. And, and I'm flicking back through it and kind of go, oh, my God, look what, look what I were writing about few, three weeks ago. Uh, what was I doing? And you suddenly find that you've got information that could help you with your novels, regardless of where you want them to go and what kind of genres that you want to take them in, because you're starting to, to, to focus on little extracts of life that become important to you. At no, that George, I, time. I'm disappointed as a mystery. I'm going like yes. I started this whole conversation. Oh with no, I like, think mysteries are good. No, no, you're like <laughs> horror. I'm going. Why isn't it a horror? You know, I mean, it's it's the one thing you've done. Twenty four years of the festival circuit. You're in the genre horror, Irish horror about fields and gates, and you know you you, you should be you should be oozing this in your in in your blood now to get out on the. So it has to be a horror mystery. I can't be doing a mystery. All right. Now, are you no, going to write your no. mystery? Write your mystery. I love mysteries as well. That's no, this is your last you. chance stance, Big Bang, <laughs> with the festival. Are you going to go out on a high burn of some description? Are you going to? Are you going, is there something you're doing different this year that you're going to stamp into it to say bye bye and good luck? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I I don't know. It's. Uh... Erase all the files. What you do is you put a virus in there. Now. No, 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 no. There's the mystery, then. <laughs> I spend. I, I'll spend all the money. Uh, yeah. Surprise. Um, 
you know, is there a prize? Uh, is, what, what's the prize? I don't like you win the, the palm door, wherever it is. There, do you get a couple of quid or do you get a big sticker? What, what is it? Uh, actually, no. The only the only prizes we've ever given is um, you know we pay we pay for your visit to Chicago. <laughs> Oh, wow. okay. Now, when you get there, do you put them up in an Airbnb? What's going on next? Yeah. No, no, no. We always put them right there by Michigan Avenue and the Art Institute and the Bean and the John Hancock. And uh, that's a cardboard box. Now, I mean, do you actually put them in the hotel or is it just out in the street corner? <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> always a hotel and uh, oh. treat them to a dinner or two. Hope they visit the city and. I can say probably 75% of the filmmakers that have come over the years have family here of some sort. Yeah, so we're yeah. never surprised. And, um, and many, many one. come, many, many come to see. Right. You, you win. Now, like, let's say it's the Waltons, like your family. Now, do you pay for seven or you got to pay for your sister yourself or who, who gets paid for? Just, uh, if they want to plus one, one in their room, that's their business. Right, yep. but you pay, you pay for yourself now. And you, you have to take two sausages and a rasher off the breakfast bar in the morning yeah. and put it into a separate little place. You know, I'm only messing. But you can see the sense of humour that's here, you know. Oh, I've no sense of humour at all. That's it. That, that's why I'm not out of the box too often. But no, I'll let, I'll let our George. Uh, oh, right. Just trip me up there. No, I, I, I actually going back to the mystery. I think it's actually really good, and I think it's great to see the ambitions. The other thing is that uh, don't be shy in what you're doing, because I think that's really, really important. And, and you've given yourself this goal, and it, and it doesn't matter to anybody else. So, because uh, I know you're sort of saying, oh, it's a mystery and whatever. No, I think you've found this thing that you're passionate about, and you've got this great idea about going on a journey, visiting, you know, on a road trip as well. And I think uh, I think that's I think it's fabulous. Ah, I have it, George. I have it. You just put the imagery in my mind. I see Billy Connolly on his road trip on the Harley Davidson yes. motorbike, and you're going. Yeah, yeah. You need to get that. There's your thing. You need to get that big sir Harley Davidson. Davidson. Tight with sidecar for the hubby and the, yeah. and, the, and the leather gear, and you're off on the magical mystery tour across the states. And that's keep it. your daily blog. Would that be an option I, now? Do you do you, do you ride in a motorbike at all? <laughs> no. No. no, 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 no. I, I, I like the full. I like the car with the heated seats and the air conditioning and the, yes. and the. Uh, no, that, that sounds radio. more. You're now going Route 66 with the with the nice yes. open top, is it? With yes. a Cadillac. That's it. Old motels and and funky diners and out of the way museums. Yes. Uh, yes. My husband's into uh, what they call environmental or found art. So we, we stop yes. at a lot of unusual places off the road to see people who have turned their whole house into a piece oh, of wow. art. Um, it's quite fun. It's quite well, fun. Well, as long as you're not you're cooking up the roadkill on the way, you know, that, that's... No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I, I, think, I think that's... I mean, that, that's one of the things that I know that... Uh, I mean, my mum's watching these TV shows about... Um, you know, all the all the antiques and all those kind of things. And it's actually it's starting to look at what is history. I mean, that's fascinating because we are living in a time where the history that we're we think that we're creating could be very easily lost because of what it's made of. Uh, and, and the artifacts that, that are here are going to be gone. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, we've been going through the garage and going through the loft, and we're suddenly finding all these bits and pieces. And kind of go, I can't even look at these tapes because the technology has changed so much. 
It's only that I managed to pick up a, a little film sort of reel-to-reel thing that I could start to play these reels. And I've been trying to work out how can I get the sound off of these films. But any any VHS or, or Betamax or even DVD tapes or, or HDVD tapes that I that I shot in the past, we now don't have that technology because it's all been it's all onto cards. And, and, and how long will it be before the cards that we have aren't there? So I think, you know, that that is very important to see how creative people have been with whatever resources they had to, to you know, and even the, I mean, I remember down one of the streets that we have here, there was a, an old filling station, but it was really like the 1950s and it corroded, but even the way it corroded formed its own form of artwork, which was lovely to photograph. And I think that's something that would be, you know, exciting to have on that journey to go explore what people in the areas that you're, you're, you're talking about going to might have. It reminds me again of what Annie what's name was doing with her photography. And I think that's, that's, that's fabulous. Is, is your husband into artwork or photography or is he, is, is it just the, does he just like looking at those, those things that you, you might come across? He's actually on the board of a, uh, an, uh, Intuit, the center for creative and intuitive art here in right. Chicago. And so, yes. um, he's very, he's very supportive of, uh, outsider art, art brute, um, yep. which is, um, if people aren't familiar with it, they're artists who are self-taught, self-driven, uh, usually, yep. um, they don't exhibit. No one knows they exist frequently Mike, until they talking die. about yes. me here. This is brilliant. Yep. I don't know. I'm yep, an artist. Absolutely. I have no actual, nothing to exhibit. I, 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 I tell everyone I'm an artist. But they go, have I seen your work? Oh, God, no, no, no. You no, wouldn't, no, no. Yeah, you wouldn't see my work. You, know, you, you wouldn't be in that exclusive group. You know, so it's very boutique and niche. So, but yeah. the thing now, but the, what's interesting there is you're saying it's intuitive. I, I've only taken the words intuitive art and going, I think we're all artists. I think there's a story in everybody. Yes. We, we, one of our shows was called The Story of You. And therefore, we're on this planet. We're trying to find a purpose. We don't know what the story is, what the right story is for ourselves and and most of the time we're on the wrong page we're in the wrong chapter we, we've gone down a rabbit hole and i think that's what we've all pulled ourselves back out of the rabbit hole going we need to rewrite this book we need to write the right story before we run out of time and because yes. now it's are we going to have enough time to leave evidence of our story you know for the next generation and that's the great thing about the, the films. You know, there's a there's there's people's personalities and talent exhibited in these captured moments, and that's why that's why I want to get into this industry. I want to, you know, I want to leave something else other than a spreadsheet with a bunch of numbers in it that no one really cares about. You know, Absolutely. so leave a stamp, leave, leave it like a. It could be a fairy story, or it could be a biography, or an all. But it'd be nice to see this. You know, can we materialize this creativity? for someone else that they can enjoy it, you know? So that, that's, yeah. I think where we're finding that common factor now is it's all about the story. Well, I think it's the artifacts. It's, it's leaving artifacts that are tangible because we're, we're getting into the digital world that we're getting into. Um, I mean, I mean, the biggest problem that we've had is that years ago we took photographs and we'd have a, a box full of photographs that we'd have a look at and you kind of go, oh, look, there's Aunt Annie or there's Aunt Jean or there's Uncle Tom or whatever. Um, I've lost so many hard drives full of, photographs and i know my sister has and all those memories have gone and as i said the, the super eight that was able to I'm, I'm going through capturing the sound and putting them together to show my my kids and my grandkids you know things that their parents used to do and all that kind of stuff which i think is is is, is fascinating and we don't know what it is that we're doing you know if you think of uh, anne franks 
you know, Anne Franks as a 13 year old was keeping a journal. She didn't realize how important that document she was creating was going to be. And, and we just don't know what it is that we are creating in our lives that could influence somebody else in about 20, 30, 40 years time, that if we don't just do it, uh, we, we, there's a loss. It's going to be lost to generations to come. So I think that's why it's exciting to hear, you know, your journey and where you're going to go. I'm looking forward to, to maybe in a few years' time seeing the results of that that journey, which I think is going to be fantastic. I we, we've actually been going for just over an hour now. So which is, and I've got uh, I've got on screen here battery low, ten percent. We're gonna it's going to stop on 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 one of the tablets there. So we'll have to pull it to it to an end. It's, it's, it's actually been lovely talking to you, Judith. I've, I've, I've loved the passion that you've had for the film festivals and the information you, that we've learned about the, uh, the, the horrors and, the, and uh, the horror films that are going in there that are coming from Irish backgrounds that gives us a sense of hope. We've also talked about the, the issues that sometimes the filmmakers are having trying to get their work screened, which I think is lovely. But also to hear your own personal story about the fact that you know, you're coming to an end of a career, but you've got these other passions that you'd like to do and you, know, you want to go off and explore those. I think that's lovely because that, that actually excites us because that's what we're doing. That's, that's encouraging us to think, yeah, that we're, we're, we've got to go and do that before the time does run out and before we get to the end credits of our own lives, you know, which I think is, is important. So is there anything else you'd like to add that we didn't give you a chance to talk about just as a final few comments? Oh, I, I think the only thing I truly like to say is that I have been extraordinarily blessed uh, to work with so many amazing Irish filmmakers and direct, uh, producers, actors, editors, uh, composers. I mean, the talent is unbelievable. It's an extraordinarily gifted country, creative country. And I, it has been, you know, for almost a quarter of a century, one of the most important and highlights of my life. Uh, after my family and my children and grandchildren, but I I wouldn't have missed it for the world. Brilliant. Yeah. And, and Many I think a sleepless night, but I wouldn't yes. have missed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that it, I think the family, the importance of family is it, it, because we 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 often work in a world where it seems as though that what we're doing is more important, but the family then loses out. So so the focusing on the family is is something important. I know Garvin's is is, is in the same kind of way of thinking which i think is great so garvin have your last words as well <laughs> oh i'm always about me as you probably guessed by now and i'm just so <laughs> disappointed in judith it's took me 55 years to get to this point just to get to the chance to get in front of her to get maybe work on something this year and get it into the chicago <laughs> Irish film festival next year and she's fecking off so i mean i'm not just as it's about to get interesting you're leaving. I'm not happy, Judith. I'm not happy. But maybe <laughs> you'll come visit with us at a later date. That would be that'd be I'm fantastic. I'm always available to be on a jury. So you just let me know. Oh, that's, right. that's, that's terrible. That's because good. if you're on the jury, you're you're giving out the sentence. And I'm the accused. And I'm not looking forward to the verdict. So that's look. Yeah, That's another we're, story we're, for another day. I mean, we're, we're, we're hopefully going to be producing the stuff that we do, we'll put into some little film festival of some nature. So it'd be great to have. We'll have you as guest juror yeah. on our little micro film festival in, the, in Thomastown in the coming years. You can come in virtually if you like as a hybrid something. But I mean, you'd be more than welcome. <laughs> 
Okay, well, look, folks, we uh, have to call it uh, a day at some point. So thanks very much, Judith, for joining us this week. And thanks again, Garvin, for your, your interruptions and all the other bits and pieces. And hopefully you'll it's come and job, join George, us again. It's my job, George. It's my job. Yeah, I know. It's your job. And, and next week, uh, we'll, we'll be here again uh, with In the Room with 52 Jokers as well, which I got right this time. So thanks a lot, everybody, and look forward to next week. Bye for now. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this video. Please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications.